Previously on In The Moment. Today in the studio, I was talking to Bird off air, and I told him that I feel like one of the really unique things about his personality is... I feel like he is completely himself in every room. And more specifically, is I believe there is something to what our producer Tommy was saying today. And I can't word it like he did, but he worded it perfectly. But it basically was like Tommy was trying to explain to Burke that you got to understand that you're going to get a different mo on every platform that he's on because it's a little bit different when you got a black guy in a room full of black people and you got a black guy in a room full of white people. And Tommy's like, yo, it's the same thing with me. If I'm in a room full of black people, I'm going to talk a little differently. I'm going to be a little different than if I'm in a room full of white people. And that's that's true. Like your whole life as a black person, you're trained to operate just a little differently around white people. And so Bert was trying to understand that. And I could understand why it was, why he may not get it. Cause I told him, I'm like, you come off as the kind of guy that whether you talking to your friends that you've known for your whole life, or you just talking to strangers, you want me the same dude. And he was like, yeah, I was like, that's unique. Not everybody can really do that. Most people are going to be different when they're around their lifelong friends than they are around their coworkers per se. Most people are not going to be the same exact person in both settings. It's going to be a bit of an adjustment there. And it's natural. I don't even think most people do it on purpose. It's just a natural thing that you don't truly realize you do until it's pointed out. And he said in response, got to be superficial with everybody. (laughs) It don't matter if it's your best friends or whoever. And I thought it was funny. I think he was joking. I don't know. But either way, I thought it was hilarious. And I also thought there's some truth to that because you may really think some of these people are your friends. How many times have you pillow talked with somebody and a lot of those things left that pillow, made it really far in life when they were supposed to stay right there? How many times have you been in situations where you were talking to someone you thought was a friend and all that information got into a whole lot of people that shouldn't have? I know a dude right now. He's a really big artist and he's working on an album. I was having to talk with him, and he was like, yo, I'm going through this situation that's bugging me. And I was like, what happened? And he was like, yo, like two of my songs leaked and got out into the public, and now I got to scrap those songs. I can't put it on the album. I was like, damn, that's that's whack. That sucks. At the end of the day, though, like you're such a major artist that why does it really matter? Just make two more bangers. You get busy like that. No big deal. That's what I'm thinking, right? And he's like, nah, but the problem is there's only two people I sent this music to who have access to the music, the engineer who's one of his best friends, and his wife, who he sent the music to. So he's like, it could only have been one of them who who did me like this and got ahead of it and tried to get some bread to allow people to hear my music early. And I don't know whether I should approach my best friend from day one or my wife. And most people are going to be like, that's the easy one. It was your best friend. But he's like, y'all been making music with this dude my whole life. He never did this. I never believed he would do this. But at the same time, I my wife? And I was like, damn, that's a rough situation to be in. And I don't know ultimately what he's going to do because I haven't heard from him since. But in my mind, I'm like, you see what I mean? Some of your friends, not your friends. Some of the people in your life don't have your back the way you think they do. That's just a part of life. If you're younger, you should prepare yourself for that. I'm not saying to go around and just expect your friends to hurt you. But when it happens, I think you'd be better off if you just understood that it was a part of life. We were talking today on Jade and Mo about how so many people have either slept with or attempted to sleep with their friend's significant other or did sleep with their friend's significant other. 
or even your friend's ex. And the way I operate, I can't understand that. I could never understand that. All of my male friends that are close to me, that are like that with me, I could never picture myself attempting to sleep with their girl or a woman they even dated once. There's no way. It's just no way. But mad people do it. And you start to realize that there are people that do this because they get a kick out of it. And it's wild, but it's real. It's people. It's human. And for some reason, it made me go back and think about this really fucked up thing that happened to me in college in Virginia. I was brand new to the school. Didn't know anybody. Young. I'm fresh out of New York to myself. Thought I was tough. You know, typical. <laughs> and I met these two guys the first week that I was there. They were my only two friends at that point. So we playing ball, you know, doing our thing. These are my guys. I didn't know that one of them was a knucklehead. He's arrogant. He's really into himself. And he got into a lot of trouble because of that. This is one of the biggest life lessons I ever learned. And I don't even think I realized how big of a life lesson it was at the time. But two weeks into being at this school, I got into this big fight. Here I am, newest guy on the basketball team, trying to get my way into the starting lineup from New York. This dude gets to fighting. And at the time, I didn't really know what was going on. I just happened to be with these two gentlemen at the party. There was this other dude who was like, yo, this clown slept with my girl, some, some, some. I don't know what's going on. I just met these guys. But they all kind of knew each other from their neighborhoods or whatever the case. So a fight happens. Now, naturally, these are my only two friends at this time. And they invite me to this party. And they start fighting. And this dude is getting worked. There's a few of these other dudes. And this basketball team had way more chemistry in this fight than we did. We just met. They was like the Spurs. They throwing alley-oops to each other. They beating fire out the dudes I was with. It's Clay and Steph over there. They whooping ass. And this was before Jason Derulo taught me to one, too. So I ain't really, you know what I mean? So I jumped in. At that time, that's all I know. That's my mindset. Like, I came with them. I can't allow this to go down. So I jump in, get in the rumble, mix it up. We got our way out the party. And at that time, from my mindset, like, these are my guys now. Like, if I ever need anything, y'all got me. You need anything, I got you. Now you know it's real. We done got into something. I later found out that he did indeed sleep with the other dude's girlfriend. And that's why the other dude wanted to kill him. Now, had I known then what I know now, <laughs> which takes us back to number one, I would have realized that he wasn't the kind of guy I should have been affiliating myself with in the first place because of his actions. But I looked at it as, that's my dude. He did that to him. That got nothing to do with me. That's my friend. Fast forward a couple months, I start talking to this girl. And I think we had been talking for maybe a month. This time, it's fairly new. And I went downstairs one day because I needed a book that she had for this class I was going to. If you was anything like me in college, or if you're in college now, you anything like me. You find out who got them textbooks so you don't got to pay for them. You know what I'm saying? I'm just keep it real. Yo, you in science what? Oh, 212? Yo, me too. Yo, you bought the book already? Oh, say less. Yo, you, when you got class? All right. No, you don't need it then, right? What? I was the king of that. I didn't even need the book until the test. It ain't matter. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to come get it right before the test. Save me 175 That's how I was getting down. So I came down to get her book. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of man I was in college. These other dudes was going downstairs to get something else, but they came to your room. I was coming to get the book to educate myself so that I could help us. That's what I was on. 
Went down there one day, knocked on the door. Beer. I heard a little rumbling around in the room. I didn't know what was going on. You hear light voices in the background. Here, here. I know you in there. I just text you. Here. I'm coming. See, now that's where she was wrong. Because if it's me, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to pretend like I'm not there. So now I know you in there. All right. What's taking you so long? Oh, getting dressed. Huh? Well, I'm going to see I ain't already saw. <laughs> it's not adding up to me. It's not my mind work. All right. Wait a little longer. She comes to the door, put the book out. Yo, what you doing? Oh, no, here's the book. So I said, all right. Don't you got to be the class? Yeah, actually, I'm leaving in five minutes. I said, cool. Say less. Took the book. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. I walked to the end of the hall. I closed the door. And they had the little windows in the door where you could, you know what I mean? You could look. And I stayed the five minutes because I knew she had to really leave. Because she wanted to type the miss class. I waited. She ain't know I waited. I ain't make a big deal of it. I ain't try to kick the door down. None of that. Just waited. Look through the window. Sure enough, that door opened. That's who walk out. Her and my guy. I said, son of a bitch. <laughs> really? Smad girls at the university. Smad guys at the university. This how y'all gonna do me? So it was like, I wasn't hurt, hurt. <laughs> it's funny how we always add a word twice to make it seem like it's more meaning, right? But it makes sense to me. I wasn't hurt, hurt, because she wasn't my girl, girl. <laughs> but it was just the principle of it. Like the betrayal. Like why? If you if it was that serious, you could have just told me. Y'all want your girl. All right. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, we were young. I wasn't on it like that. But I learned a valuable lesson. I thought that was my man. Yeah, I was fighting with him. And it was even a time when he had got into it with another dude over a girl. That dude showed up to the campus with all his homeboys and was out in the front. And I'm in a, in a dorm with him. It's like five of us. And I'm the only dude not scared to go down with him. I'm like, yo, you're going to have to face this dude at some point in life. You might as well do it tonight. I wouldn't do that today because they out here shooting. They be wild. It's a new generation. But back then, you used to actually fight. I was cool with that. So I'm like, let's just go handle it. I was that kind of friend. To a guy that was that way. And I didn't even mean to tell that much of that story, but it was a valuable lesson. That was when I learned that everybody who claims to be your friend is not your friend, and you just have to be prepared for it because it could happen. Everybody is human, and some of these people are only with you because it's convenient. You're going to learn that lesson, and when you do, don't let it be a shock. Just let it be a wake-up call. And if you see something in somebody's character that makes you wonder, hmm, they did that to them, will they do it to me? Chances are. Number three, deal with fake people as they are. DMX said before he passed away, famous rapper, if you don't know, it's not about me not trusting people as much as it's about me trusting people to be who they are. I don't trust some I don't not trust somebody because they're a snake. I trust them to be just that a snake. So I can even be around you. I just got to know that that's how you move. So I got to operate at a certain distance in case you strike. At first, I was like, why would you even want to be around somebody like that? And deal with them. Like, nah. But the truth is, it's a very high percentage of people that have a very high percentage of fakeness to them. Whether we all want to admit it or not. You hear it more than anything else growing up. Yo, I keep it 100. I keep it real. I'm all the way live. Yo, fam. <laughs> no, you're not. There's very, 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 very few people out here keeping it 100. Most of these people keeping it 36. All right? It is what it is. You keep it 36. If they was really keeping it 100, they would tell you what number they really keeping it. That's how I know they lying. Nothing is 100 in life. Nobody's perfect. Nothing is perfect. How are you keeping it 100? There's no way. The moment somebody say to me, y'all, I'm, I'm keeping it 64. 
All right, yo, my guy, this is my dude. Now I know how often I can count on you. If we in 10 situations, I know in six of them, you're going to be my guy. But you're not going to be 10 for 10. Steph Curry don't go 10 for 10. It's just not real. Grandmother told me once when I was young, nine out of 10 people are going to be fake, Reese. They're going to be full of shit. I said, damn, Grandma, 90%? I had just really learned math like that at that time. I was hyped. 90%? That was quick, huh, Grandma? You know, I knew that. <laughs> and she's right. It is what it is. People may keep it real with you some of the time, but hardly anyone keeps it real with you all of the time. And there was a time in my life when I felt like when somebody gave me that energy, I had to give it back. Or at least I had to go out of my way to let them know, you know I know you phony. I know you not that. In whatever way that you got to do it, show them. Right? Because you can't let somebody play in your face like we cool and then go and do something crazy. You know, something like, you can't let that happen. I got to let you know I, I know about you. No, you don't. You don't got to go out your way to get people back. You don't got to go out your way to let people you know how they moving. You just watch them and keep your distance because now you know. The ball in your court. They showed they cards. Yours in your hand. How you going to play them? I'm cool. Move how you move. Trust the snake to be a snake. Trust the fake to be a fake. You can keep the same energy. When I hear keep the same energy, I think to myself, that don't always have to mean keep the same energy that someone else is giving you. Don't keep the same energy that you provide. Regardless. I grew up in New York City. New York City is full of people who allow other people to take their energy every day. This is facts. You know how many times in New York somebody wake up, get on a train and say to themselves, I'm about to have a blessed day and somebody on the train do some dumb shit. Now you got to fight. <laughs> Yo, people be on the train fighting over anything. Hey, put your headphones on, man. Now your whole day messed up. because You let somebody take your energy. Sometimes you got to ignore it. Now I know how you move. Say less. It's better to operate that way. Deal with fake people as they are. You will never change them, so don't even try to. Going on my way to show you I know you fake. You know you fake. That's enough. Number four. 